Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this show, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Give it a five-star rating. And as always, we taught judging in MMA, so you should learn the criteria. Head on over to abcboxing.com to read it. Dan, of course, no one can stop talking about, or at least as of, we're recording this uh, a little earlier in the week still, but not quite as early as normal. People couldn't stop talking about the judging controversy uh, regarding the Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson split decision victory that went the way of Sean Strickland. We, of course, were not able to address it uh, the following Monday like we typically do because I was in Florida giving my family uh, its first trip to Disney World. That was probably fun. It was a lot of fun. Waited in a lot of long lines. Actually, I I should amend that. We didn't wait in a lot of long lines because I did some darn good research about when to wait in these lines and when not to. So I would say I probably only waited in lines of a half an hour for any ride, like, or more than half an hour for maybe, maybe two or three out of, let's say, 35, 37. Was there a favorite ride? Was there a favorite ride? Well, I mean, first off, it depends on who we're talking about, because, of course, there's me, there's my wife, there's my two kids. Um, my oldest, it's hard to get a good answer out of him as far as what he liked best. He pretty much did like everything best, but uh, I would say, <laughs> no, I, I don't think he's being political. I think he's just, he was having a blast. Like, everything was new, you know? We haven't really done stuff like this yet at all, because the last two years have been such a wash. Uh, in terms of being able to do fun stuff. So, yeah, and, and of course, my youngest, too. I mean, this was this was the first time he ever went to anything that he could remember like this. So they were having a blast. The, 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 the giant smiles on their faces told a lot of the story. And that makes it all worth it. So I was surprised how much my oldest, who's six and a half, just about, I was surprised how much he liked Indiana Jones' epic stunt spectacular. Has it? Does this... Yeah, you've been to Disney before? Before this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Has it changed, that show? No, same show. Same exact show. Okay. I mean, as far as I remember it. Ch- uh, the, the boulder, gets, he gets chased by the boulder. It's still the three scenes that they do from Raiders. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. it, nothing changes in terms of that. I mean, are, are there minor changes? Probably, but it's fundamentally the exact same show you watched, you know, in 1989 yeah. or whatever it was. All right. So, um, which for me is totally fine. I think it's fantastic. My my son thought it was so cool. He, he was like, "Wow, this is the coolest thing." <laughs> and he's like, you know, he he's he's on edge cuz like even though he knows they're actors and they make a point to be like, "Yes, this is like a teaching thing to show you what it's like when they make these scenes and everything like that." Mm-hmm. There's like still the big things of fire that come up. He's like, <gasps> "Yeah, you know, he's he's all he's all into it." I'm like, "This is so cool." Yeah. But that... what it must be like to be 6 years old. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, meanwhile, every time I'm in line, which again I wasn't in too many big lines, but I, you know I'm, I'm poking in on Twitter and I'm seeing that people still can't shut up about this decision, uh, this split decision. Now I didn't watch the I I did watch the main event live. Um, I was not feeling super great that night, so I was kind of in and out. Um, but I got the sense that Strickland was the winner, just even from my viewing. I didn't score it or anything like that live. Um, 
but I missed the rest of the card. So I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to try and get the chance to watch all the rounds to really score. Meanwhile, I'm just watching everybody go crazy about, you know, oh, Sal D'Amato, he's always doing stuff like this. It's like, what do you mean he's always doing stuff like this? What? When are the other times? They just it's, hear his name a lot. They, well, of course okay. they hear his name so. a lot because he's on all the rounds. He's on every <laughs> event. But, like, they don't, you can't get people to be like, hey, remember the time Sal D'Amato did that in that fight and that kind of, no one says that. They're just like, oh, I remember his name, more or less. Like, if you want to point to fights, like, point to fights. But the man's record speaks for itself. He's one of the most uh, agreeable judges. There was someone who was saying, oh, he's always in these split decisions. I'm like, I, I countered with uh, on Twitter because, again, I hadn't even watched the fight. But I'm like, I can at least counter certain information just because I know it. Like, he's one of the most likely to be agreeing with another judge rather than be the out judge. Uh, and the the counter that I got was something to the effect of, uh, Sal, is that you? I'm like, all right, well, obviously you've got <laughs> nothing, so I'm going to move on now. Because uh, I don't like to get in these Twitter wars and that kind of thing. I, I don't like it. It's a no- You love it. I know you just hunger for it. I, I mean, yeah, come at me. I just, Yeah, exactly. And- Dan, Dan will take all comers. Uh, you'll make his day. But for me, it's not like I'm like skittish about a Twitter war. I just don't have time to argue with people on the internet. I just want to put some information out there and hopefully educate people. And if they don't want it, I mean, whatever. I move on. I got other stuff to do. I'm waiting to get on, you know, gal. Uh, what's it called? Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Is that a video game? No. Oh. It was one of the rides at uh, Hollywood oh, oh, Studios. Oh, 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 oh. oh, you're waiting to get on. I got you. Yeah, we're talking about... Di- got you you got to keep up. Got to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> was, that was a good ride, by the, the way. The thing is, I forgot Star Wars was owned by Disney now. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> you won't forget when you go. <laughs> I, 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 I will sure. say uh, to to real quick uh, on Disney, and we can we can revisit here and there if you feel like. But uh, you do you like Star Wars, by the way? Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, I'm not a super crazy fan about it, but I, I do like it. All right, I think you would probably enjoy the chance to go to Hollywood Studios and check out some of these rides. There. Oh, I bet. Yeah. The uh, the the Smuggler's Run was pretty cool. It was uh, the four of us were in uh, the Millennium Falcon cockpit. Me and my oldest were the Gunners. So all we did was we hit buttons on the side, and and, and sometimes there was like a bigger button that we would hit. Uh, and then my wife and my youngest were the pilots, um, and they all had the blast. There there was room for two more people to be the engineers, okay. uh, but we didn't have two more people. Uh, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, they were there earlier in the day, but they left early. Um, so we didn't have six, which would have been fun. Um, but yeah, so my, my youngest comes out. He's super hyped. He's running down the hallways. Da, da, da. He's super excited. We get him back into his uh uh into his stroller uh to kind of push him around to we had one more kind of planned ride before we were gonna head out. It was it was in the evening. Uh and then I think motion sickness set in with that boy because uh it got gross <laughs> very quickly and absurdly and with a mask on. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Nah, that was awful. So we're like, all right, I guess we're pretty much done. <laughs> uh, but he, but since like after we cleaned up and everything, he was so good. Uh, after that, he's like, I feel fine. So my wife's like, because it was her, it was her birthday. Uh, it was like Mabel still got ice cream, so we did. Oh yeah, <laughs> need ice cream. Yeah, why not? It was good. Uh, but th- but that ride was cool. It's just you know maybe maybe a four year old doesn't do as well with with. Uh, simulator rides mm. so keep that in mind for those with uh children younger than four <laughs> or planning to uh advise uh, advise parental discretion we'll say 
Uh, but anyway, so back to this decision. I think probably we really just got to get into the fight, right? Yeah, might as well just die right now. All right, so obviously the the controversy here is the fact that Let's, well, it's controversy because people have made a controversy, in my opinion. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. The rounds that are up for discussion here in our edition of Contested Rounds are rounds one, three, and five. Dan, why don't you just lead off with what we're talking about with round one? And, and we should also point out that the judges uh, for this fight are against Sal D'Amato, uh, Junichiro Camillo, uh, and Derek Cleary. So we're talking about three of, of my top four. Uh, judges so, mm-hmm. round one dan what's happening not a whole lot of mu- uh, much it's not a very high output round as far as you know anything really effective i mean strickland throws really nothing but jabs i think probably maybe three or four different other strikes throughout the entire round were not a jab uh it doesn't seem like that many are getting through i think a lot are getting a lot of glove hermanson's landing some leg kicks and kicks to the body i think the kicks had more immediate impact and were more effective overall I can't blame a judge scoring it either way in this round. Neither man tried to put a stamp on it and take it. So, I mean, I'm on Hermanson, but if you're on Strickland, I can't really argue against it. Yeah, I mean, this... So, the, obviously, I'd watch this fight, but again, this the when I went back, and we watched these together, actually. This is a rare chance where you and I sat back and watched all the rounds together um, mm-hmm. for once uh, after <laughs> I got off a plane and I said, hey, let's go record. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one was particularly inoffensive in terms of which way you scored the round because yeah i mean for all the reasons you outlined but i feel like this is a round where very easily you know you miss one strike one way or the other i you just go for the other fighter right i would think so yeah. i i feel like that's a it's an easy thing to do because yeah i mean there's all these jabs and they're they're good jabs you know they're not I mean, i didn't really think so they're not the craziest jabs i thought a seen. lot of glove was getting caught on most of them I, I thought they were landing fine. I, you know, I maybe maybe I'm jet lagged. Who knows? Uh, well, not jet lagged because <laughs> it's the same time zone. But you know what I mean. Been a long day. Um, I I thought it was fine. I definitely liked uh, some of the the mix offense that we were getting from Hermanson that you referred to. So yeah, I mean, I can understand why you go either way. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think this is the hill for anyone to die on as far as uh, this being a crazy round to go one way or the other. Uh, Sal D'Amato had this one as a Hermanson round, as did. Uh, Camillo. So that was the majority score, you, which is what you went with mm-hmm. uh, from Hanson. I sided with Strickland here uh, and Judge Cleary. Uh, so we're split. Fine. Whatever. That's that's fine. I, I see no problem going one way or the other. Yeah, that's fine. Kim, compelling case can be made for either one. Uh, round two. In it, an uncompelling round. In an un- I mean, it was a fine round. It wasn't, yeah. You definitely, you, you could tell that this is not uh, full force, Sean Strickland. You can tell this is not a fighter who backs up what they say when he says he wants to kill <laughs> someone in the cage and he throws a jab for 25 minutes. Well, wait for it because at about the 24 and three quarters <laughs> mark, things change, <laughs> at least in attitude. Uh, <laughs> round two is, is a unanimous uh, Strickland round. Uh, moving on, though, to round three, Dan, what's happening here? Uh, it starts similar to round one, except, you know, I think this round, Strickland's jab is much stronger. He's throwing it a lot harder than landing it cleaner, snapping the head back of Hermanson. Hermanson is still throwing good kicks, just as he did in round one, uh, just not as money. As the round goes on, Strickland starts picking up the pace a little bit, landing a bit more. 
I think he goes and actually takes this round where in round one he didn't. Uh, I th- actually think it's a it's a competitive round, but I think it's rather clear for Strickland. Yeah, close but clear kind of entered my mind too as a for Strickland. But again, this is another round that I feel like it, depending on where you're sitting, depending on whether Herndeem walked in front of you or not, uh, because it, it seemed like these guys were kind of moving around the the full uh, area of the cage. Yeah. And, you know, thus making the judges have to move around and that kind of thing. And, and depending on who's facing where and obscuring what. And again, if uh, referee Herb Dean walks in front of them, it's especially tough to say, OK, uh, what do you try to do? do you, are you trying to look around the ref? Are you trying to go back to your screen? What do you do? It's, it's a very tricky thing. And you have to reorient if you're looking at the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I would think. And they're right there. So maybe from my view on TV, these jabs are landing a lot harder. But maybe up close, maybe they realize, hey, they're not that hard. It's hard to say. So that, who knows sure. what, I mean, what could be. There's a billion factors. It's things that we don't really think about. That said, me sitting at home with the benefit of hindsight and and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a close but clear Strickland round. So, you know, you and I both ended up siding with uh, Judge Camijo, who was in the... Uh, in the minority there, so we're we're gonna give him. Uh, what are we gonna give him, Dan? That's a couch side over. <laughs> That's one for you, Junichiro. Uh So yeah, d- judges D'Amato and Cleary were in uh, the Hermanson camp for this one. But I mean, look, would I have scored it that way? No, I don't think it's the strongest score, but I do think there's reasons why you could see it that way. Pretty simply, like mm-hmm. it, it's just the way the nature of the beast mm-hmm. with this kind of thing maybe there's more to it than that that we're not even thinking of but i think these are at least food for thought kind of things uh round five though and this one i think probably is the one that starts to get people a little bit more um up in arms although i did see a lot of people kind of mad about round three it's like how could you give round three like well for some of the reasons we talked about but round five this is the one where judge damato is actually on his own and that's where it turned uh what could have been uh at least everybody siding with Strickland into a split decision because we did have 49-46s for Strickland uh, from Judges Cleary and Camijo, and then the 48-47 for Hermanson from Judge D'Amato. So yeah, round five, what did you see, sir? What happened? I actually, I disagree with people getting up in arms over this round. I think this is the closest round of the fight, uh, competitive, from a competitive standpoint. Interesting. Round one is very close, but I didn't think it was all that of, of a two guys trying to win a round. Okay. They were just out there fighting. Like, eh, maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't. I'm not going to try to get it. You saw it as a feeling out kind of yeah, slow start round. This, this round I actually thought of two guys that had to win a round, tried to win a round. Hermanson comes out hard early as he should because he probably does feel he's down. He's probably being told he's down. I don't remember what the corners were saying. Uh, landed a couple decent shots to the head, the leg, and the body. Uh, it seemed Strickland for at least the first three minutes of the round was content to just throw... You know, 70% jab, just throwing it out there, feeling it around. Later in the round, again, is where he opens up a bit more, landing harder shots than they have that, you know, little stand in the middle. Let's just throw it at each other's heads and try to kill each other. When I was expecting that for 25 minutes, but I didn't get it. Uh, I think Strickland edges it. 10-9. I really don't care. Or not not that I don't care. I don't think that Hermanson scores bad. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I did side with Strickland as well. Uh, just as you did. So actually, because the round four was was uh, another unanimous Strickland round from all the judges. Um, and I I take their word as as Bond here. So what that means for me is that I ended up actually giving all five rounds to Strickland. Now, having said that, I think a forty eight forty seven score, you know, especially with the benefit of hindsight, is a perfectly acceptable score. Uh, for Strickland, 
I can see why, for the reasons we kind of outlined as round three being kind of, a, we said close but clear, but maybe there's reasons why, because of the nature of the fight and the way it kind of played out, why it could be a little tougher to go the other way. And again, I, I, I'd be curious if there's other reasons why round three, uh, from two judges who I respect, of course, Sal D'Amato and Derek Cleary, was scored uh, as a Hermanson round as opposed to a uh, Strickland round. But yeah, I, I don't think this is the one to get mad about. I don't know. This doesn't This doesn't strike me as the worst thing. This isn't even. I mean, in... the right fighter won. Yeah, I mean, should have won one. yes, there's that, and so... and and the one thing that I saw pointed out by many people was like, oh, we can't have judges getting it wrong. It's like, but listen, we do have three judges for the exact reason of this, because once in a while we'll get a score in that maybe doesn't necessarily match what we kind of seem to think has played out, and yet two other people did, and the right person won, because I do think at the end of the day. If let, let's let's pretend this was pride and you just pick a winner, let's pretend this is one championship. You just pick a winner based on the body of work in the fight. Uh, I do think Strickland is the winner of this fight. Yeah, I, I, I think he comes out having done a better job of doing what he was trying to do. Um, but it, there's there's ways to get it. It's the way the 10 point must system works. It's what we have. What, what we have with the 10 point must system, a 49, 46 for one guy can easily become a 48-47 the other way if you see things just slightly different. Yeah. And the, the smallest of things can sway sway the way you score around. And, so. I, and I think the problem is there's a lot of people who just kind of... I I always believe that there's kind of a range of scores that are kind of pretty acceptable when it comes mm-hmm. to a fight. When I say acceptable, that doesn't mean it's like any of them are perfectly fine. It's just that you can understand the arguments to be made. And that's really all it has to be. Like, if you can... If you can back your score up with the criteria in a competent way, you've done the job as a judge. Mm-hmm. Now, if people don't like that, then they ought to be complaining about the right thing, which is maybe the wording of criteria ought to be different. Yeah, complain on the criteria, but you mean you that, just don't even read it, so you don't even. Nobody knows it, so. what it says exactly. And the ones that do, I think, are are especially the ones that do and actually talk to other people, um, talk to other judges, especially. They learn a lot. So easy. Um, it's not like judges are going to talk to everybody because realistically, there's going to be a bunch of them who are just going to, you know, harass them. Oh yeah. As uh, we we certainly saw. Um, I don't believe Judge D'Amato is on social media, and good on him because it doesn't seem like it was a very friendly place to be. But uh, <laughs> but when is it? To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I I actually got into a little bit. I tried telling uh, Dawkus that he. Uh, which well, Dawkus? There's Chris, tev- several Dawkuses. Chris Dawkus asked if judges are held accountable if they have meetings. I said, yes, after every event they have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And I said, but you know. At least in Nevada for sure. And then I, I tried, I plugged our show uh, along the way. Yeah. And uh, someone took it as me calling Chris Dawkus a couchside judge. Oh. as like As like a derogatory insult towards him. Well. And I was like, I guess we don't think much of of ourselves. I was if that's like, the case. I was like, what? I didn't call him anything. I told him that we have a show called The Couchside Judges. Like, where'd that even come from? Like, man, I got called a clown for that. I think. No, uh, you're kind of funny. Yeah, I think I am funny. A little funny looking. <laughs> Do I amuse you? Is your nose red? <laughs> there's there's the the red uh, microphone. Uh, what would you call? I that? do my. Uh... Wind filter, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, well, you could take that off, put it on your nose, and you look like a <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, it, 
there are so many decisions that we've seen. And, and what I was going to go back to before, actually, is I think a lot of parallels can be drawn between this fight and the Paul Felder, Rafael Dos Anjos fight, because we had scores that were so disparate from one another. It's not quite the same because 249.46 and then an other way 48.47 is actually not as bad as 250.45s and again a 48.47 the other way. But much like that fight, the three rounds that were up for debate, two of them were incredibly close. Mm-hmm. Didn't really make a difference. Then there's that third one. To what degree are we saying maybe we don't really see it? I think in this fight, close but clear is a different case than the RDA Felder fight where I want to say it was round three. Same same, same round, actually. Same one, round. Yeah. Uh, was That was a, that was a, actually, I thought that was like a pretty clear round. Like, so you have that one round in that where they're the out judge in that round. Mm-hmm. He was majority judge. Yes, that's this, true. This time. So uh, if two of the best are seeing it one way, you wonder exactly what were they seeing? Yeah. So. And, and I mean, who are you and I as mm-hmm. as derogatory, you know, the derogatory way couch side yeah. judges yeah. <laughs> to argue with that? I mean, I don't know. I'm, there, I'm sure there's lots uh, of nuance that we just don't know, because as many conversations as we've had, uh, you know, on this show and in, in private with with officials of all, you know, all over the place, um, we still have a lot to learn. We are not trained. I'd love to do the training. I know you're itching to do the training. Big John, please post a date. <laughs> I mean, they already announced when International Fight Week is. Like, that's usually when you've done it in the past. Let's let's go. Come on. Come on. Make 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 Dan's wish your command. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> was that too clever by half? Maybe that was too clever. Yeah. 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 All right. Almost seemed planned. It wasn't actually. Though. That I, was I know, very yeah. spontaneous. <laughs> that really was. <laughs> that speaks to my amazingness. Yes. <laughs> All right, but you know what? I really hope that people move on from this one because I just don't think it was the hill to die on. Um, and it's unfortunate too because there was actually like a lot of interesting, f- fun fights that happened uh, throughout the card. So like the, for this one to be the one that everybody got got all crazy about, I was like, come on, guys. I mean, we had a lot of prospects come up in this one. Oh, God. Like that just should be very excited about. And there's one I'm gonna pro- gonna definitely be yeah. talking about in a little bit, but. Uh, uh, before we get to that, we do still have more some more contested rounds to get to. So let it let us go with uh, and this was the the co-main event as well, right? Nick Maximov uh, getting the split decision win over Punahele Soriano. Yes. Yeah. Uh, weird choice as the co-main, if you ask me. Uh, I think they do that sometimes. Like they put they'll put some like random heavyweight fight out. But this as isn't the even co-main. a heavyweight fight. Right now, but Punahele hits like a heavyweight. No, so. I get it. I understand it, but it's just Plus, like <sighs> Maximov has a. Uh, two oh nine ties. So yeah, I to me, and, and I'll say the name even though we're talking about later. Shavkat Rachmanov. I I think people in the UFC underestimated how much uh we were very interested in this man coming that back. Man is going to be a title. Should have put. I mean, sure. Two undefeated. Or Carlson, Carlson Harris was undefeated in UFC at least. Yeah, he was two and zero in UFC. In the UFC, we have two then... kind of. Not not necessarily again. Harrison's not a prospect, but kind of up and coming guys in welterweight, and again, one of them being a, a an uber prospect. Why don't you showcase him in the co-main event in a fight that people actually wanted to see? The average fan isn't going to look at Punahele Soriano and Nick Maximov, and they're not even going to know about the two hundred nine ties. They're not going to know about how hard uh, Punahele Soriano hits. They're going to say, "Oh, it's some middleweights." 
<laughs> that's yeah. what it is. It that's, is I, I'm sorry it if, is if you're just and talking he, about average fan. I'm not talking about like people who watch. And and I know Felder and, and Bisping were just having some fun, but that first minute of the commentary for that of Rachmanov's fight uh, was just them saying names for how good someone is. Oh, it was so bizarre. <laughs> anyway, we'll, and we'll get to that <laughs> fight later because I, I do want to talk about that more. But yeah, let's get back to Maximov, uh, Maximov Soriano. Uh, this one went down again as a split decision. Maximov won uh, with a 30-27 and a 29-28, but the 29-28 also went for Soriano. So split rounds one and two are what we're talking about here. So, Dan, what happens in round one? Uh, decently close round. Lots of wrestling on the feet. Soriano landed. Lots something. of like negated wrestling. L- yeah, a lot of, lot of t- being, I guess, yeah. Good offense, good defense. They're battling it out in a wrestling. That's match. what I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of a neutral kind of, uh, it, especially in MMA. Yeah, on when the fight was on the feet, though, Soriano landed some hard shots, including a, a nice knee up the middle that you know kind of opened a little bit of a cut. Yeah, very good knee on uh, Maximov. Uh, although Maximov is able to get the back while standing and and searching for a choke a little bit, never really got too close with the choke. He landed a few punches there, but eventually Soriano's out. And finishes the round. Maximov turtled, eating some punches. Yeah, Maximov only has that position for like a like a minute and a I'd half, which it, is yeah. still like okay. It's, it's not. It's not that it didn't happen, and it was it was a good uh, offensive sequence for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, this really ought to have been a Soriano round, right? Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I'm ten nine Soriano. I don't there. think it's the worst thing, I guess, to give it to Maximov. I can kind of see what uh, Judge Doug Crosby was going for with Maximov, um, and you know. It's no secret. Judge Crosby is not my favorite, but I didn't know that going in when I scored this. I I, I just that was what it was. Um, Mike Bell and Ron McCarthy, two of the best judges out there, de- definitely in the in the upper echelon for sure, uh, had this one for Soriano, and so did we. I feel pretty good with that one. Yeah, I'm 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 confident. In Dam- damage is there. almost always going to win it for you, um, unless you're let's say you're on your back for a lot of the time, and that's not what happened here. Yeah. So, no, I, I feel good with that one. Round two, though, what are we thinking here? I think Maximov uh, definitely wins the wrestling, but he isn't really doing anything offensive with it. He's getting the takedowns. He's holding the position, but he's not really trying to do anything. And you know who points that out, too? Who? Michael the Count Bisping. He did point that. I Yes, I do faintly remember him being... I, think we made a comment oh look at you bike he uh, can, can we interject and just say that while not perfect michael bisping makes some really fantastic uh interjections now to kind of balance out a little bit of like why some things might be succeeding or not succeeding he's not even saying it in terms of judging but he's still pointing it out like almost in like a subtle way i don't think he's doing it as education but he's just saying it because no one else says it yeah, Mike. It's like sometimes the wrestling just isn't succeeding, you yeah. know? Mike's doing a good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say in terms of the current UFC uh, commentators, the, 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 the analysts, the color commentators uh, that are assigned now, I would say he's definitely the greatest, uh, I guess, ally to education and how to understand how fights are actually scored, even yeah. if he's not overtly trying to do so. Yeah, he does a, he does a good job with yeah. that. But you know the bar's still low. <laughs> if we're being honest, the bar is still low. But he's the bar's he's, the bar's low throughout the entire. He's doing sport. a good job. I think I think Michael Bisping is doing a good job to try and educate himself in between. He's someone who does the homework. Does the homework? Yeah, I think so. Like Dom, Dom does homework as far as the, the technical side of fighting, mm-hmm. and then otherwise but, is in an echo chamber. And then yeah, just forget about it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't doesn't look at anything else. 
And DC's well, DC's DC. I love DC. I can't. I can't ever not love DC. I mean, that's fine. You can. You can. But you understand that just makes it's okay it... to love someone who's flawed. Oh yeah, but he just makes it so much fun. Right. Fight night is fun. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, round two though. Let's let's dig in deeper to this. Let's, let's finish this off. Uh, yeah. So Soriano is actually landing some solid strikes as he's fighting off these takedowns. Uh, he's like, you know, Maximov will be in on a leg, and he just peppering him with lefts to the body. A couple good ones to the head, right to the face when he, you know, Maximov takes his head to the inside. I don't see much offense outside of takedown attempts from Maximov, so I'm on 10-9, Soriano. I actually feel pretty good about this being a Soriano round as well. I think the damage is there. I think that's looking to finish the fight, right? Yeah. that's. I, I think that the effort is being made there. I mean, the commentary was saying that Maximov was landing a couple good shots. I don't really recall them at all, so... I mean, maybe we missed it. Maybe it's not, easier not to, to the see same degree, for sure, uh, in my side, opinion, anyway. Yeah, I, I do think this is a pretty solid case for Soriano. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst thing. I mean, you can understand why it could go to Maximov here, I guess. I, I, I think if this was a, let's say this was a split decision where it was all 29-28s and we're just talking about round two, I think it would make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. than round one because i do see more of a case kind of going both ways in the first round um but i do i i really do think that the better score here is for soriano in this yeah and, and i think honestly i said earlier this week on twitter and this whole thing that i don't think the right the wrong guy wins in the ufc anymore and i wouldn't necessarily say that that the wrong guy won in nick maximov beating punahene soriano but i do think that the better score would have been 29-28 for Soriano. But the fight's close enough. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, anytime you kind of leave it this way, and I don't mean leave it in the hands of the judges, but if you have these rounds where you can't really distance yourself, that's the problem. You have to create distance for... You really ought to make it simpler for us to be able to be like, well, you definitely won the round. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, that's where you're saying, okay, now we have a little bit of a problem. So. It is what it is. And, and again, he, he actually, like, obviously he's got some wrestling. He's, he's able to negate some of the wrestling. So it's not like, oh, you got to just learn to be a better wrestler. Well, no, he, yeah, he's got some decent wrestling. He's, yeah. he's just throw, hits like a truck. Yeah. Know, like, you kind of rely on that. Yeah. You know, live live and die by that. But it is what it is. Um, But that was, that was the only other split decision we had uh, from... Saturday's fights, but we do have... No, we have one more split decision that we're going to talk about. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. My mistake. Actually, yeah, let's jump into that one, actually, because this one, I didn't watch the full fight, and I really regret it because we were just trying to kind of pump it's in. It's getting late. It we were trying late. to pump in these rounds and get this... I'm going to have to go back and watch the whole fight, but we did watch round three, uh, which was the split round of Julian Arosa's victory over Steven Peterson, which looked like a, just a bloody war. Uh, 29-28's all around, two for Arosa, one for Peterson. Round three, again, is what we're talking about. So, Dan, what's happening in round three? Uh, quite the insane round. Razor close round. Mm-hmm. Both guys landing with heavy fight-ending impact. Good damage going both ways. Peterson has a, a faucet of blood coming out of his mouth, nose, somewhere. He's just bleeding like crazy. Like a stuck pig, would you say? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I could say that, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think uh, Arosa goes for the takedown, gets stuck in a pretty decent guillotine attack. Uh, from there, once it's back on the feet, for like a solid minute, I think Peterson is landing pretty one-sidedly once they stand back up. And I'm on Peterson 10-9 in a razor-close round. I feel like the combination of grappling and striking success is what gives it to Peterson here. Uh, yeah, I can I, see that. I, I, think, I think the fact that he had that 
the two guillotines. Well, the second one really didn't lock in. Second, well, the second one might have been in. It was just it was it slipped out. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're probably right. That that's that's a fair um, way to categorize that. But the first one, I mean, it's not just that he was holding the neck and lying on his back. Like he's you know he's arching up. He's actually trying to get a little bit of torque into it. No, yeah, he's got. I yeah. thought that was a good attempt. That was a good attempt. Yeah, you know, I, I think that alone is is a pretty good thing. And obviously, again, we're we're landing damage both ways. But I I think that. There is a good amount of differentiation there that you can pretty clearly give this one to Derek Cleary's side. Yeah. Derek Cleary, uh, <laughs> Bruce Buffer. <laughs> uh, but, you know, again, in a round like this where so much is happening, so much so much wildness is so happening. So much you damage. Can, you, can, you can understand. Why, I mean, maybe, maybe you're reading some of the stuff that you're kind of the, the physical damage that's being done to Peterson. Notice every when Peterson gets hit, he's getting moved like, Two three feet out. Oh, sure. So yeah, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made there. I and I understand it completely. I understand why judges Camillo and and Crosby went that way. I do think that uh, Peterson gets the nod because of the fact that there was the combination of the grappling mm-hmm. and the striking that a uh, success and 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 high success. Yeah. Uh, so I felt good with that one. Um, did you? I, I forget. Did you actually have that one? I went for Peterson. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what what does that mean then? Oh, that's a couch side over. <laughs> There's one for Judge Cleary. Yeah, the only the only shame for this fight really is that Peterson missed weight and doesn't get the bonus. So that is a shame. Um, I mean, there's the whole you got to make weight. Well, no, also... I know. Yeah, he put on a great fight for. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure they did something. You would hope that they, they didn't did have to, something. Make weight. It's very important. And who actually, if he didn't make weight, maybe the fight turned out completely different. I mean, yeah, they don't so, have to, but also they're not giving out that much money compared to how much they're actually keeping. So it's like whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I, if if I'm eating a big thing of ice cream and my kid goes up to me and says, "Can I have a bite?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, fine." Oh yeah, I it doesn't like, bother me. I still get most of the ice cream. I don't like sharing food. Yeah. Well, you won't you won't like having kids because they're gonna want your food. <laughs> Make your own. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I don't want to encourage that because then they'll just raid whatever they want. <laughs> that's that's a slippery slope. Uh, but I do want them to learn to be self-sufficient. And actually, in a lot of ways, we, we challenge them that. But no one cares about how we raise my kids in my house. We want to talk about Alexis Davis against Julia, Julia Stuliarenko. That's what everybody wanted to hear, right? Yeah, this was a pretty good fight. Yeah, I, I, it was fine. It was solid. Alexis Davis kind of brings it most of the time, I think. Yeah, I, I've always thought of uh, Stolyarenko as a little bit of a limited fighter, at least at this level. Um, well, she's kind of a one-trick pony, as also Bisping points out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and actually, it, the, there's two split rounds in this fight, which was a, a unanimous decision, actually, for uh, Alexis Davis, uh, rounds two and three. But you, uh, if I recall, you actually wanted to talk a little bit about round one. I don't know if we have to talk about it. I I did score for Stolia Ranko on live viewing. I thought the armbar against all three judges. Yeah, against all three. Uh, I felt the armbar attempts were much stronger than for Stolia Ranko. Yeah, for Stolia Ranko. That the first one was a solid, solid armbar. Her arm is it was completely that was a very good armbar. Like, and so I was like, oh man, that arm is definitely gonna break. This is gonna be the second broken arm of the night. Mm. Uh, but elbow is incredibly flexible, so. It didn't break. She escaped it. You know, proper technique to escape. Gets caught in a similar armbar again, but very quickly she escapes it. Not not as good. I thought live viewing, I thought they're both the most effective thing. I thought her effective grappling was better than the striking from Davis. I didn't think the shots were that strong when I was watching live. On second viewing, I'm wrong. Uh, and I like uh, Davis for the second viewing. 
What can I say? Yeah, I, I, I do think you're wrong. I, I watched it live, and I didn't honestly know what you were really talking about when I was watching it. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of had as about as fresh a look as I really could have. Um, but when I was watching it, my assessment of that was that. Yeah, there was a really awesome armbar attack in there, and then there was a lesser armbar attack that really didn't get too far. And then for almost the other five minutes, not exactly, but for a good chunk of the remaining moments of the fight, uh, it's Alexis Davis raining down some heavy, pretty heavy blows. Yeah. Not like massive blows, but but they looked solid. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I live I graded them as pitter-patter. Yeah. Second viewing, no. Hey. I've had buyer's remorse this year, too, so I, you know, who might have cast uh, stones? Uh, but round two and three, again, these are the ones where the judges themselves uh, had some disagreements. So let's talk about round two first, Dan. Uh, I thought Stolyarenko did really well with her boxing. Her left hook was landing hard throughout the entire round. Davis's right eye is absolute mess. Uh, Davis, every time she's getting hit in the eye, she's landing a calf kick, which, you know, actually probably does pay off later in the fight. Uh, I just think the hands of Stolyarenko were a bit more effective. Very close round. Davis did land some good punches herself. I just think Stolyarenko uh, was better. So ten nine. Yeah, this is the round that w- where Stolyarenko really beats up Davis's eye, mm-hmm. and it starts to look kind of messed up. I was actually thinking for quite a while that I thought this was a pretty good Davis round, and then later on, and, and to be fair, the commentators are actually starting to kind of plant the idea a little more too that Stolyarenko is doing better uh, as the round goes on, and maybe. That's because it's wholly accurate. Um, but it is something I was kind of conscious of as I was watching with you. Um, she was spamming the one combo. She was. Straight right, left hook. But you know what? I will say, I think I think the results were effective. I think she was, she, like I said, she kind of beat up uh, Davis's eye there. Uh, and anytime you're doing real damage around the eyes, I feel like that's at least, you know, when you're talking about trying to end the fight, if you can open up a cut or mess someone's eye up, I mean, that's that's working toward ending the fight. So yeah. I, I thought that that actually got some pretty good. Also, Stolyarenko lands a pretty pretty hard head kick in like the final minute of the round. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I think this is a, I think it's a close round. I think it's, yeah, totally, it's, it's totally fine to go the other way, uh, but I did side with Stolyarenko just as you did, mm-hmm. uh, and just as judges uh, Eric Cologne and Derek Cleary did. It was uh, Judge Damata who was in the uh, minority here seeing it for Davis. So uh, we, had, we had a lot of out... Uh, well, not we, we didn't really have a lot of outscores from Sal Damata. We had three, which is actually more than normal, but I think everyone kind of thought it was like all of them. It was like, come on, it's not that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then around three... And again, Judge D'Amato is the out judge here. But what happens in round three? Because we're really not we're not talking about who wins this round. We're talking about to what degree. Yeah, definitely a one sided round. Uh, Davis drops her solid calf kick, and she was throwing him off the whole fight. Uh, down goes Stolyarenko, so that's a solid score right there. Jumps into guard and starts beating her up like uh, Tito Ortiz used to just stay in guard and, and, and try to smash people's face in. Hey, Davis herself is a throwback too. She's she's been mm-hmm. in the game a while. My problem is I think Davis had opportunity to push harder to get there. I mean, she's definitely doing damage. I mean, Stolyarenko's bleeding like crazy, uh, especially at the end of the round. I'm, I'm torn because I think I think Davis could do more. I'm more like at 8.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does Stolyarenko even earn a 9? Because she didn't do anything. I, I so, think it's hard. you're hard-pressed to argue that she earned her 9. Like It's tough. I, I'm at like an 8.5, so I, I go to... I just. I, 10-9 Davis. All right, so you saw it the same way as Judge D'Amato. I actually ended up on the 8. Uh, and and I'm very close. It is very close. And it's because I gave two Ds. And again, once you have two Ds, you can consider 
uh, the the 10-8 score, especially when one of them is damage, which is where we've kind of seen things th- going. Do you think they should do it like us a little bit? Like I think everyone of, should do what we do. Get rid of like we uh, should be in charge. Get rid of the uh, the <laughs> just the ability to go there. Like oh, now the door is open. You can walk through it if you want. No, I, but I, you I don't I, have to. I have significant problems so, with with the um the allowance that we could do that because all you're doing is making it so that the judges really can't end up on the same page mm. that it's designed for them not to be which is stupid yeah, is like i i get what they're trying to do here but like realistically like if it was me i would tell them once you have two d's and if you want it to be damaged to be one of them okay fine once you have two d's that's a 10-8 just do a 10-8 yeah, I, I do like it that. make yeah. it have it be differentiated i don't think that's a problem you know i, I know we would get more 10-8s uh, maybe a little bit it's still I'm still not talking about much. Um, make really, it, make it. The, you need a ten eight, including damage. One of the D's has to be damage. Sure, but if you get two out of the three, I think that could be a ten eight. I, I would. I don't think that's controversial to do that. No, but I think it's a problem when you say you can consider a ten eight now because all you're saying is, well, now it's at your discretion, and you know, of course, the the judges should have discretion, but they already have discretion. You know, it's still up to them to decide whether. The criteria for the D of damage and the D of dominance and the D of duration is met. See, I, I think, right, I think it should be their argument. Would, if they don't go there, it could be, well, no, I don't think he got damage. I don't think he got duration. Yeah, that's In, fine. Instead of, I don't think he got enough duration. Yeah. It, I think it's 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 easier way to, to back it. I think it's easier way to word I think it'll it'll help everything. So now, of course, I would also say if you get it all three, then why don't we just call it ten seven? But you should. But I'm sure that that is beyond the pale for <laughs> any sort of regulator who's in position to do anything uh, at the higher ends or whatever. I, I know we've got some some more maverick uh, commissioners, regulators out there who, who will think otherwise, and maybe that that will change as time goes on. But right now, uh, I think their voices are still. Uh, not as uh, I don't want to say as respected, but not as um, they're not as well listened to. They're kind of dismissed. I mean, it, it's possible that if they take your crazy idea of more rounds, less minutes, oh, they should. that we can have more varied scores because it's not you know it's not an automatic loss if you get ten aided uh, in the first round. Listen, just so. let me fix the sport, all right? <laughs> and I don't mean in the gambling way, but uh, look, I, I have all the solutions, or at least I like to try fun things. So let's let's do it. At least let you sit in on it. This is the- Can offer your opinion. Dude, this is face punching. It's face punching. There, there's a guy who was in the main event and just won the main event who talks about how he'd like to murder people. Come yeah. on. It, it, we're not talking about- I mean, his, know, actions, his actions don't really jive with uh, his- his words. Yes, of so. course. There's a persona there, and, and fine. You know what? I think we know it's a persona, and he actually will lift the persona a little bit, which is which I respect because it's a little bit different than you know Colby Covington, where he just he plays it too hard. Like sometimes you just want to see it, just know know what a real person is like. Not everyone can do it as well as Chael. No, that's very evident. No, um, but yeah, the the bottom line is everyone should just put me as the supreme commander of MMA rules. <laughs> Although you would vote that down because again of my some of my crazy ideas. <laughs> well, I would I would just vote against you on certain things, not I, not on all things. But that's the thing. I'm Supreme Commander, so I don't have to listen to you. So oh. you, you would have to prevent me me from rising to power. Ah, gotcha. So like like picture picture the Star Wars prequels, because we're on we're still in Star Wars here. And you would need to stop me, uh, Emperor Palpatine, from becoming Emperor. 
Yeah, but I feel so that I, I become I feel the Sith Lord who rules the galaxy. But I feel you're a reasonable person who would, even in that position, would would listen to outside influence. I would. So, or would I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that was it for uh, contested rounds. Actually, we we did have, uh, and, and before we even move on, we should just say that there were 24 scored rounds. Uh, 16 of them were unanimous, uh, as you heard. Seven of them were over the winner and one of them was an eight, 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 excuse me an eight nine split not the highest percentage of agreement that we usually see we've seen a lot more uh, agreement in other you know events recently it's only been a couple you know a couple of events this year uh but you know what the, these things happen we have one to balance out the rest it's you know it depends which guys and gals you get on that particular night really yeah i mean don't hold your breath for this week coming up so <laughs> we'll get to that soon. <laughs> um, finishes from this one. We did have seven finishes, five by TKO, uh, one being in a, a very ugly injury, which you alluded to earlier. That was the... Yes. Uh, who, who, who was that again who got hurt? I forget. Uh, it was, was De- fight, Dennis Bondar that. broke his arm or dislocated his elbow uh, due to uh, Malcolm Gordon. And I Malcolm think... Gordon. I actually think... I almost Gordon... called him Melvin Gordon, but that is the <laughs> running back who was on my team and did nothing good. <laughs> I actually think he broke the arm in the arm bar, at least damaged it to the point where when he did post up on it, it just gave out. Uh, either way, it was pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's hard to say, but yeah, that was that was ugly. Uh, that was not my favorite finish, but no. yeah, there were two subs, uh, and then there was also four finishes in the first round, thus we didn't have as many scored rounds as we might on a normal night. What was your favorite finish of well, the seven? My original favorite was Miles Johns uh, being put to sleep by uh, John Castaneda. That was with, a good one. With an arm triangle. But then I know you, you didn't see all the fights, so we were re-watching them, and I remembered how awesome Jalton Almeida's old-school ground and pound from top mount smashing of Danilo Marquez. That was pretty awesome. So that's my favorite. That was like an old school. I think I, I that was like a throwback performance is what I said when we were watching yeah. it. Right? It was just, it kind of felt like watching like circa 2009 or eight. Uh, UFC fight where just like the guy gets on the mat or gets his gets his uh, opponent on the mat, works to mount and just pounds on him from yeah. posted up, and he's d- and, and the guy on the bottom is just like I gotta get away from this. It's like no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a cool one to watch too. Um, Why'd you stop it? <laughs> Danilo Marquez did seem a little confused as to why he lost the fight that he was <laughs> definitely getting beat to crap on. <laughs> Um, I think I think you can just watch the replay and figure it out. Yeah, who do you got? Ah, I mean, I had to put this one. Shavkat Rachmanov. He spins the wheel kick and then he puts out Carlston Harris with a cocked back punch to the ground, followed by another one because I mean, someone had to pull him off first. But man, uh, Carlston Harris was very limp at the end he... of this. This is a clear knockout. Yes, n- knockout. Not a TKO because, as you said, as you said, someone pointed out. Yeah, there was there was there was multiple people who were arguing over whether why this shouldn't be a KO versus a TKO. TKO. Yeah, they're like, yeah, from the ground and pound, it's just TKO. (laughs) The guy got knocked out cold. That is not how it works. It's uh, I believe it's that, and I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, John McCarthy, uh, Big John, has I think explained it in a way that I understood very well, but I'm still probably gonna explain it wrong. a TKO is when you, you know what? It's, it's when it okay. It, it's a TKO is when you're not defending intelligently. A KO is when you can't defend That's intelligently. What it is. Thank you, sir. You are so, you are the speaker of this group. So when you're knocked out cold, 
stiff as a board, you cannot intelligently there is, defend There is no way yourself. you can, yes. So. As opposed to you maybe can but aren't. Right. Yeah. Um, clear knockout. Mm-hmm. And Shavkat Rachmanov. My my God, this dude. I mean, I I was very high on him to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be a title contender. Uh, everybody's been. It's been so trendy for people to be high on him. And I don't know if I got in on the ground floor of that or not. I, I liked him last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're calling him a future champ. I still don't know. I mean, I just don't. I want to see him tested him? by more uh, diff, div, diverse skill sets. But I think he's fantastic. Well, that's the thing about him. He he's a very opportune fighter. He doesn't. It seems like he fights wherever. He doesn't have a game plan going in where he's good everywhere. Wherever sure. it goes, whatever presents itself, I'm going to take. In his fight against uh, Prezeris, I believe the guy's name was Michelle Prezeris. Yeah, uh, a choke presented itself after he was beating him. He's like, oh, I'll just take this. This one. Wheel kick. Oh, guys, down. I'm just going to punch him in his face and end it. And I think that that's. I think he's going to be good. Him uh, versus Chemaev is going to be all-time fire welterweight title fight. Eventually, yeah, maybe. Uh, I also liked at the end of his fight uh, on Saturday, he's kind of dusting his hands oh, off. Yeah. He's got, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's from Kazakhstan. He's he's not, I don't believe he speaks English, right? He doesn't, know. Yeah, but you know what? Not yet, anyway. I, I think he's got some personality, and I think that always comes through, ultimately. So I, I think that's a good thing. That's always going to help you uh, market you in this country. Yeah, oh, it definitely helps. That's why Amanda Hebus got was getting such a push too. Well, I mean, other than she's just so likable, she's just the the smiliest person ever. Yeah, like I mean, how do you not want to see success for somebody mm-hmm. who's who's just kind of makes you feel happy because they're happy? Yeah, which is uh, the same can be said actually for one of the fighters who's fighting this weekend at UFC 271, and she is by no means in the main event, but Roxanne Montefiore. She's main eventing the prelims. The happy warrior. This is her final fight. And she's got a very, very tough draw against Casey O'Neill. Very tough. I mean, she, but although Mataferi has a, has a history of smashing prospects or knocking them down a peg or two. She does definitely put them in their place, but yeah, I don't know. Casey O'Neill was my top prospect of, and our judges, so. She was a lot of people's top prospect last year, yeah. Um. But that, of course, is not the uh, main event. We'll we'll get to our predictions for that one in a bit because let's circle back to the main event, which is, of course, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. The rematch. The rematch. 185-pound title. This time, it's Adesanya defending instead of Whitaker defending. Whitaker's only loss at 185. Yes, indeed. What do you think about this one? Do you think it's going to go drastically different, or do you think we're kind of going to see another similar situation where Adesanya just distances himself as the better striker? I think Adesanya wins this one, mm-hmm. and I think he finishes him again. Right. That's where I, I'd probably... Do you think it goes longer? Do you think it's more competitive? Do you think it's less competitive? It might be It might be a go a little longer as Whitaker. Maybe he'll be wiser to some stuff that he wasn't in the first time. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe third round knockout, I'm going to go. Or third round TKO Adesanya. I'm actually going to say Adesanya by decision. All right. I not like Adesanya can finish guys, and he obviously finished Robert Whitaker. Um, Robert Whitaker is tough. I don't think he's easy he to tough. finish. I think he got finished that one time, and that is what it is. But um, well, he's been finished before. But who knows? That's sure, he was cutting down the well. Exactly. Way, so. You know, there's a lot of reasons why someone could be finished. One but he, I mean, think about his fights against Yoel Romero. Yeah. I mean, the dude's tough. Oh yeah, the I, can't not a tough guy. Not, not not saying that came out terribly wrong. Yeah, he kind of did. Not, he's a very tough guy. He is that's a tough guy. Go. He actually won that's, tough. That's where we're going to go with that. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I was trying to say, but it, it was it was 
along those lines. But but another another point is the fact that Adesanya he finds himself in fights that go the distance more often than I think people like to think of. Yeah, he I mean he has some flashy finishes, but against Romero. That was a terrible fight. That was a terrible fight. But like, I actually think he lost that. On my scorecard, I think he should have lost I'll, that one. We'll have to go back but, to that yeah. one day. Maybe just for you and me. I don't think people want to hear us talk about that one. Vittori fight. The Vittori fight. Yeah, I mean, both Vittori fights. This was obviously early in yeah. his career, the first one. But but even still, I mean, there's there's fights that... And, and of course, the epic one with uh, Kelvin Gastelum. That also went the distance. That, yeah, I mean, that was a great fight. But, uh, you know, the point is... And, and Jan Blovich last year. Yeah, I was at the, 205, though. I know. I understand so. that. But but my point is that these fights don't always just end. He's not like Anderson Silva where, you know, you kind of were just waiting for Anderson Silva to finish it until the certain point where he kind of got bored and he was just messing around. With yeah, let guy. me jab your thigh. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, of course, there was the uh, the Talos Latis just kind of wanted him to come to the ground. And he was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> that was that was a terrible fight. Um, yeah, I, I could see this one going to a decision. I think it's actually going to go the distance, but I do think I think it'll be competitive. I do think Adesanya will clearly make himself the winner, but I do think he's going the distance and he'll right. get the win. Uh, and that will probably be Bobby Knuckles' last chance to get the title, as long as it's around Adesanya's waist. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I, I hate that about that. It's the way it is. I know, man. I know, it's the way it is. But it's like sometimes there's just a far and above person above all the other contenders that they should just fight and fight until someone makes themselves relevant i mean i get it but also at the same time like at some point hasn't the champ earned the right to be like i beat this dude twice like do i need to beat him again especially especially when it's two fights that let's say for argument's sake adesanya leaves no doubt and he wins one way or the other uh whether it's a finish or a decision should he need to prove anything again against the guy he definitely Mm -hmm. beat both times i i don't think that's fair it but, doesn't add to his legacy. Like, I, I, when you have a champion like what Israel Asanya could become by when all is said and done, I I would like to see him add to his legacy, even if that's well, just yeah, that's fighting we, fresh contenders. That's still adding it if, to me, as far as I'm concerned. As you, as you know, I want guys to fight. Mm-hmm. Asanya said he wants to fight three times this year. I would put out. I would say, hey, this champ, this champ, this champ, this champ. You're fighting these dates. I'll let you know who you're fighting. You don't get a say in it. That's it. <laughs> You fight who I put in front of you. Take it. I think Adesanya said he wants to fight three times this year. Though. He did say. Yeah. He said he wants to fight three times this year, which uh, now is considered a lot. That's all the UFC is going to let him do, I dude. Know. I don't like you're, it. You're, you know how people always complain about the judges and you're saying mm-hmm. no, complain about criteria. Same thing here. You don't complain about the fights or, or the fighters. Complain about the people putting them on. I am complaining about It's their about fault. Them, but they also, it has to go both ways. You got to meet them in the middle. <laughs> I and guess. then we we just saw Usman's disgusting surgery picture. I I caught it briefly and then like, I moved on. Okay, <laughs> I was I like guess, all right, I'm gonna move on. Guess Usman's not fighting very often this year. What do you want? The guy had surgery on his hand. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. So, but we got we've got a few more fights to talk about from this one. Of course, there is the co-headliner Derek Lewis uh, at heavyweight against Taitui Vasa. Uh, is uh, are we gonna see a shoey? We're gonna see a, a finish. Both guys. Oh, man, I hope I didn't jinx it. Probably. But yeah, the three rounds. Derek Lewis wants nothing to do with five rounds. He said he'll fight for a title if it's a three rounder. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're done with that. <laughs> so I think he's already shown he's not quite at that level. Uh, I don't know. I think we're just. Gonna, I'm. I'm just excited. I'm not gonna pick against Lewis, but I also I love Ta- Tuivasa. I don't know. Uh, Derek Lewis first round knockout. Derek Lewis first round knockout. That's where. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I feel good about that. You know what? Round two, just so I can differentiate with okay. you. Okay. Uh, just for argument's sake. 
And you know, there's some other good ones on here. I mean, Derek, uh, Derek Brunson, Jared Cannonier. You like anyone there? I'm going to pick Derek Brunson because every time I don't pick him, he wins. So, yeah, I feel good about Brunson. Brunson decision. <laughs> yep, Brunson, Brunson decision. And then, of course, back to uh, Roxanne Montefiore and Casey O'Neill. Do you think O'Neill passes the test and uh, sends Roxanne Montefiore into retirement on a low note? Well, not a low note, uh, but, on a, but on a loss. Yeah, I think Casey O'Neill wins this one. I do as well. Um, I think it'll be a decision. I mean, Roxanne's hard to finish. Very tough. Um, but yeah, uh, I know I'm going to go sub. Second, okay. ra- second round sub. Just to be different. Just to be different. I That's mean, I, I've seen Roxanne get subbed in grappling matches, so I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, nothing's impossible in MMA. So <laughs> Anything is possible. I'm also looking forward to, uh, I, I like this one with uh, Alexander Hernandez and... Uh, and that's a Moicano at 155 pounds. Moicano, yeah. since he moved up to lightweight, I think this is the right weight for him. And I'm really looking forward to see how much higher he can climb. It's an appropriate fight, I think, for both Hernandez and Moicano. Yeah, Hernandez had a lot of hype behind him. Maybe it was self-fabricated. Uh, no, it wasn't. I mean, no. dude, he beat Benil Dariush. He did. He did knock out That Dariush, is a legitimate so. victory. I know it was kind of a, was a short notice situation. He was kind of a late replacement, if I recall. That kind of um, helps in his favor, and it was and it was kind of in a down situation too. And in, in, in um, Darius's career, he had he was kind of in a little bit of a downslide, and he's obviously come on red hot since then. But I mean, we're talking about someone who's in the title contention conversation now with Darius. So mm-hmm. I hey, I'm not writing the kid off, but I I actually do like Moicano here. I, I'm gonna pick him by round two sub. Moicano, yeah, being a submission guy, I think he's got a bunch of subs. I don't think he has any knockouts. I think he's got some TKOs. Does he? I think so. I don't think I he had any. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought he did. I'm going to go Moicano sub as well. First round, rear naked choke. Okay. And then the last one, I, I actually am looking forward to Kyler uh, Phillips getting back in there at 135 pounds, uh, coming off a loss. I It was a little bit of a surprising loss uh, from him last time out. So Who did he fight last time? Oh, goodness. Who it is? I'm, I'm trying to blank. Uh He's fighting a guy making his debut, right? Marcelo Rojo? Marcelo Rojo. He, well, he lost a fight last year. Oh, he was in the UFC before? Yeah, that. but but he's only got two fights since 2019. So I don't necessarily think we're talking about someone who's necessarily expected to beat him. <laughs> you know? But I, I'm i more looking forward to the Matrix, really, is what it comes down to. I just want to <laughs> see him. See if he can bend all the way back like that again? Yeah. Yeah, let's see what he can do. Uh <laughs> You know, he's look, he's only 26. He's young. His birthday is the day after mine, actually, which is kind of fun. Um, the day after in a year or 10 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a uh, Howley and Paiva. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I still think he's got a lot of upside. You know, he beat Song and Dong. Um, I'm very curious to see how much higher he can climb because he's still young in his career, only 11 fights. This is a bounce back fight for him. I think it's kind of a showcase bounce back. And I think he's going to do well. All so right. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Kyler Phillips, round one, TKO. All right. Kyler Phillips, decision. All right. I can see it. And uh, before we do sign off, of course, we need to point out where these fights are happening. Oh, yeah. Because (laughs) as you you alluded to, um, this is in Houston. Now, everyone's complaining about Sal D'Amato. Oh, my God. Have we all forgotten what happens whenever we go to Houston? I, yeah. Guys, you guys. Every are time be... we go there, there's one of the worst decisions that you'll see at the UFC level. Jesse, you're gonna whether it's a round or a whole fight. You're gonna be begging for Sal. I mean, who'll probably be there anyway? 
It was a good chance. I believe he was there last time. Um, you know, they get some traveling judges there. Not they don't get a ton in. They do a lot of their local uh, judges and refs there, as they like to do. They also like to have them do double duty. Double duty. So I'm sure we'll be seeing some double duty again. God, why are you doing this at the UFC level? Do it. Do it for Fury FC. That's fine. I get it. But why don't you just bring in the best people to decide who wins at the top level? Why not? Just yeah, because it's Texas and and Houston has to do things freaking different. And of course, <laughs> they have to go to Houston all the time too. And look, if if anyone thinks that the UFC actually cares about who about winning about who wins the fights ought to be the people who really won the fights, they wouldn't go to Houston all the time. That's not that important. It's just the dollar. Just know that. Um, but yeah, so we'll see if we get you know JJ Ferraro. Uh, who I, at this point I really don't think I I would have to think that after uh, the public uh, airing of grievances or whatever you would call it I guess that's probably harsh even but uh, the way he the public nature in which he discussed uh, the round that was was kind of got him a little bit of fire and probably wouldn't have even been that crazy if he had just shut up right um, the Rafael Fiziev round three against Bobby Green if he just said nothing probably just goes away but because it became this whole big thing i mean houston wouldn't put him in the chair again would they <laughs> like no, this soon and everyone wonders why no judges speak about or are, are wanted to speak about their decisions it's because, because it never goes right because commissions see this the competent commissions the top commissions and stuff they look at this and they're like i don't want you guys saying stuff like this you make everyone look like fools so we're not going to have anybody speak and it's annoying it sucks. I think he rubbed a lot of people wrong way. Well, he insulted Adelaide Bird. Yeah, I mean, he took it what away. Do you, what Wait. do you what are you making digs at people who do your job for? That 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 I thought was that was that I thought was the lowest point. And I've I've said that before, and I say it again. Yeah. But quite thin skin. It, yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah. So I, <laughs> God, I can't imagine he's gonna be put in the chair. But maybe. Uh, Patrick Patland, of course, had, had that terrible decision last year uh, with Tony Gravely, and uh, oh goodness. No. Yes, it is Gravely. Thank you. Oh, Gravely. <laughs> yeah, you got me doing it now. I'll get him doing it. I bet you won't. I don't think you're going to incept him, dude. I will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tony that... Gravedigger Gravely. That's a name. I mean, it makes sense. I understand why that would be a good thing. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, the Tony Gravely. Grab. <laughs> you got me good, sucker. You got me good, I'll tell you. Maybe Joe Solis? Uh, God, would they put Joe Solis in there again? <laughs> Come on, no. No, stop. Uh, yeah, Terry 20... Hatley may. More referee side, probably. Was it? No, actually, I, and, and actually, it isn't uh, Tony Gravely. I have that wrong. It's Lando Veneta and Mike Grundy. Mike Grundy, okay, Excuse yeah. Excuse me. That was a wild decision. Yeah, that was a Patrick Patlin special. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Patrick Patlin ended up working the next time they were in Houston because that was May, and then they returned in August. So they certainly didn't seem dissuaded by that. Will he be back in the chair again? Probably. Well, Hopefully that was a one-off, and he's gotten better for it. He, but He didn't upset people by airing his grievances. No, he didn't. So. <laughs> yeah, I I hope that I hope that we get... All the right decisions. That's all. That's all I want. That's all you can ask for. I just want I just want a bunch of competent judging this weekend and I'd love fifteen first round finishes. I mean we we made some predictions <laughs> for decisions though, but I mean Oh yeah, well, gonna happen. I mean because you just it's never gonna go all finishes. No, no, but that's what I mean. So hopefully hopefully everything goes uh 
Hopefully everyone gets their hand raised right. Let's let's just All leave right. it there. We'll be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening to this episode of Couchside Judges. A little later in the week, but uh, hopefully everything's still kind of fresh. Real quick, Dan, what's your Super Bowl prediction? I'm going with the Bengals. I got the Rams. Uh, my dad's a Rams fan, and I'm going to be pulling for him. Yeah, I, I love Stafford and OBJ, but uh, I think the Bengals and Joe Burrow are going to pull it out. We shall see, sir. Well, listen, everybody, enjoy the game, enjoy the fights, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.